talking about the various things that got to be done to collectively pull the company together and all the usual myriad of problems. And during the process, John reaches over and clicks on the monitor. And mega mogul Jerry, you know, uh, he starts uh, talking about all the business and he looks over and he goes, hey, wait a minute. That's a Miyagi. That looks like a Miyagi. Who the hell is that actor? And John says, that's the Pat Morita you refused to read for this part. The rest is history. They bring me in five times. They want to see if I can do it again. Then they bring Ralphie in, fly him in from New York. They want to see if there's chemistry. And to Jerry's credit, he gets on the horn and says, Pat, I almost made the worst mistake of my life. I just want to be the first to congratulate you. You got the part of Miyagi. So that's why Miyagi talked like this, because he ran out of energy. <laughs> In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Jeff Mazuka, Dennis Matouche. John Reed. Bo Warbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 1985. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Karate Kid came out June 22nd, 1984. It was rated PG, directed by John G. Avildsen, who also directed Rocky, Rocky V, and Karate Kids 1 through 3. Produced by Jerry Weintraub, who actually just died earlier this year in July, uh, and a few other people. He did the Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13 movies. It was written by Robert Mark Kamen, who did all of the Karate Kid movies, the Transporter movies, and the Fifth Element. That steaming pile of... Monty Bass. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like that movie, but when we get to that, we can talk more about it. Uh, the music was done by Bill Conti. All ex- he did all except Rocky Four because he was busy doing this. Um, he also did the music for Masters of the Universe and American Gladiator, the TV show. The budget was $8 million. The box office was $90.8 million. Starring Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, who was also in My Cousin Vinny and The Outsiders. Uh, Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi, who was in Mulan, Happy Days, and lots of TV shows. Elizabeth Shue was Allie. She was in Adventures in Babysitting, Back to the Future 2 and 3, and The Saint. Uh, Martin Cove as John Kreese was in Rambo 2 and Wyatt Earp. Randy Heller was Lucille LaRusso. That was Daniel's mother. She was in the TV show Mad Men and a lot of other TV shows. Uh, William Zabka was Johnny Lawrence. He was in European Vacation, Back to School, and I think most recently he was also in Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this one a 90%. The audience gave it an 81%. Ebert gave The Karate Kid 4 out of 4 stars. Daniel LaRusso didn't want to leave New Jersey, but a job opportunity brings he and his mother to California. It's tough being the new kid in school, especially when you start dating the psychotic Cobra Kai trained school bully's ex-girlfriend. Apartment maintenance man Mr. Miyagi to the rescue. Gi. Miyagi. It's either those Miyagi. No, it's Miyagi. Miyagi. Miyagi-san. Miyagi. 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 Okay. I know. Did you not watch the movie? No, he, I, he I know. He states it. 
I've, I've only seen Karate Kid, the next Karate Kid. I haven't seen the other ones. Oh, Hilary Swank? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not true. I've seen all these. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until I... he met the hey, right I girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. Definitely. And his troubles really began. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise, teach karate. And a friend. Fighting all his last answer. Power, whole body. Make a perfect picture. But how do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside you, always right on. Lesson about the balance, not just karate, a lesson for all life. Why drink? So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid, let's take a move. No points or no points. You're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. And most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? GC Penny 398. <laughs> um, all right, some background on this one. Originally, they wanted Toshiro Mifune from Seven Samurai and Yojimbo to play Mr. Miyagi, uh, or Mako uh, from Conan the Barbarian, um, and those two did not take the part. Um, they thought that they could not... I don't know, maybe they didn't have enough American star power to make it in this movie. And uh, But they also didn't want... At first, they didn't want to have... Um, Pat Morita in it because they thought he was too much of a comedy actor from his time on Happy Days and well, he some was, of the other shows. Pat Morita was a stand-up comedian, right? Right. So like that. That was. Yeah, that was so they background. kind of were. They were a little hesitant about having him in this because they wanted it to be more of a serious role and with a little little tiny bit of comedy thrown in there. Um, some interesting stuff about the music. Joe Esposito's "You're the Best" song was originally recorded for Rocky Three, but Stallone liked Survivor's "Eye of the Tiger" better. Um, Survivor also did the main theme for The Karate Kid, The Moment of Truth. Um, also, You're the Best was turned down for Flashdance, and it was replaced with the song Maniac. Uh, the novelization has Miyagi and Kreese fighting at the end of the story, and they actually did do this for the movie. That was in one of the original scripts, um, that after Daniel, Daniel-san won the tournament, they went out to the parking lot, and Miyagi and Kreese ended up fighting, and that was how the movie was going to end. They decided to cut that and use it for the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2. Um, Happy, Gil- Happy Gilmore's grandma is the old lady at the apartment complex at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Dutch, I think one of you guys brought this up earlier, Dutch, one of the members of the Cobra Kai, is played by Chad McQueen, Steve McQueen's son. Um, and something else interesting, which kind of goes along with some of the things we had talked about with Rocky, uh, the crane kick would likely have been deemed an illegal move and Daniel would have been disqualified and that would have 
the whole movie would have ended with him losing and sad and all that time wasted. But he would still have he'd still have a pretty sweet car. Back to New Jersey. Right. But he'd still have a really cool car. Right. So he still own, he still owns that car too, Ralph Macchio. He does. Oh, does he really? And I bet yes. he was on a wax it too. Mm-hmm. On and off. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, members of the Cobra Kai's uh, Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, uh, nice. Wow. I thought I did see something about that too. That's and somebody cool. was I want to say there was Frankie Avalon's kid. Was also one of the was also one of the bit parts in this, but I don't think he was Cobra Kai, but he was one of the others. So this one, this one's kind of an interesting one to me because it has so many people that are related to the Rocky franchise are also related to this one, and they're really to me they're really really similar movies. And I think as a kid, I would have watched Karate Kid way more often than I would have watched Rocky because as a kid, obviously this one with the main character being a kid. Um, I would have connected with that a little bit more. So for me, I think when this would have come out when I was younger and, and watching these movies, I probably would have picked this over something like Rocky just because it was the Rocky story but told from the perspective of a kid in high school. Well, the other week when we were talking about this, I think I said something like it, Karate Kid is like Rocky for the next generation. Right. Right. And you've gotten so much of the music is the same, the director's the same, um, you know, even those, even the songs that are performed by other bands or other singers same sound enough. like, and they could have been, and they were originally recorded for Rocky movies, but got moved over to Karate Kid. Did anybody see this when it first came out? Did you, anybody see it in the theater? I, I'm pretty, I was thinking about this, I'm pretty sure I did, I don't, I don't really remember, but I'm, yes. I'm fairly certain. I was, I was going to call my mom and ask her if this was one, if she remembers, if the one she took uh, my brother and I to. But I'm fairly certain I did see this one in, in theaters when it came out. Yeah. Did you, I, see, you saw it too? I did. I remember seeing it with family. Maybe we rented the movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but I remember. Because I don't think I saw it in the theater. I probably saw it like, rented yeah, it at home or it was on TV. Or... That would have been hard for us to have seen it in the theater. We would have been... This been like five years was old. Was this 84 or 85? This it's was 84. 84. Okay. Yeah, so we would have been like four years old. Yeah. I think I saw it later. Unless my uncle was 13. Nobody was well, yeah, so. that's possible. But, yeah. You were 13 when it came out? Yeah, so, I'm yeah. pretty sure we saw it in the theater. Yeah, we as a family, we rented... We probably rented videos every weekend. Like two or three. I mean, I know we saw it at home and this is one that we've seen... Tons and tons and tons over the years. But I forgot, and maybe maybe that's my problem, maybe I haven't seen it all the way through in a long time, I forgot how much time they spent on that opening. When they leave New Jersey, they go to California, they set up in the house before you even get... To the- there's a lot more there than I remembered. Whether it's just because the movie has so much to it that that just sort of got thrown out with the, with the other stuff, or, but I'm, I'm sitting there watching it going, okay... When, when do they get there? Where's Miyagi? Yeah, there was a lot more before that than I remembered. So I wonder if the last few times I've seen it, I've come in about halfway through or just missed that first few minutes or yeah. or what. But but it was it was cool, the, the, the whole travel thing, the, the couple minutes with the old lady out front was actually kind of fun, and I, I don't remember any of this. Mm-hmm. And I had seen this movie a lot when I was growing up. I just watched it again this morning. Nice. To prepare for this. I mean, I've seen this movie countless times. Mm-hmm. 
But I, and it's a movie I, I, I can watch again and again and again and not grow tired of. It's a beautiful story. I mean, it's it's great. great. It's 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 a great story. It has that when we were talking about Rocky and how the original Rocky has the heart and the other ones don't. That's this one. Like this one is the this Karate Kid movie has it's all heart. It's the same. It's a Cinderella story. Right. <laughs> it's the same kind of you know the way he. The way he treats and interacts with Ali is kind of... I mean, it reminds me of how Rocky interacted with Adrian in the first movie. And it's awkward. just very... Yeah, it's very it's awkward and very sweet, sweet and it's yeah. fit right. And, you know, and almost the way... The, almost the way he talks, the way Ralph Macchio talks, is like a... If Rocky was transported to being like a freshman in high school. Mm. You know, they're still kind of the same little... You, you know, kind of talking like that. And kind of that, you know, street kid kind of accent to it. And... And just, from Jersey, he's just more much right. in it. But he, but at the same time, uh, the only difference would be like Rocky. I mean, there was a certain sweetness to him, but at the same time, he was just more of a. Not, I mean, played off as more of a bum, mm-hmm. where Ralph Macchio had that innocent kid, right. good yeah. boy type of thing. Completely, right. it was the squeaky, you know, the good mm-hmm. kid in a bad situation type of thing, and real positive, and you know, so yeah. it was a little bit different there with the character. But yeah, you could see how it sort of a little bit modeled after the way he talked. Now I wonder how this would have been different had had they taken like Mafuni and had put him in it because when I saw that I'm like I can't imagine I mean any movie if you change one of the actors it'd be totally different but I'm trying to picture what I know of what I know of him from like Seven Samurai right. and you know, Jimbo and well, some of those movies and the, I think it was an interview with the screenwriter for the movies and it would have been a much darker yes more serious Miyagi yeah a much darker character and I like how knowing that Pat Morita was you know his background was in comedy how the comedy is very understated it's just very much it's just kind of a you know he's very he's being very serious he's being very straightforward but then there's, there's that little jab at the end yeah. that little tiny comedy his, his comedy is all reactionary right. mm-hmm. it's all reaction based right. it's not he doesn't set it up. It's just no. he's. It's all, it's all set up by Daniel. It's you know when the drunks are out there on the beach and he, you know, karate chops the bottles and knocks. How did the top you do that? How did you do that? Don't know. I don't know. First, first time. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was. I mean, those were parts. I know that Sharon had seen this too years ago, but those were the parts where we found ourselves actually laughing out loud with it. Just like those tiny little comments at the end of something where it's like, mm, no, no. Ca- first when time. he catches the fly, uh, right. for you beginner, beginner luck. luck. <laughs> In Okinawa, belt me no need rope to hold up pants. Yeah. What kind of belt do you have? Uh, canvas, JC Penny. <laughs> 390. <laughs> good. Which is it? <clears throat> Where do these cars Harris? all come from? Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> Which the whole, the whole belt thing, I mean, when all these Asian martial arts were brought to this country, they needed to have a belt system because. Um, that's what yeah, white people needed. Needed. Did, well, where do where do I rank? And that's how yeah. it was. That's how it was described to me. Is that's uh, what they said in, in the interview that I was watching? Is that the United States, the Americans, are the ones that instituted this whole belt idea, and that it was never about are you better than the other guy in terms of you know your skills. It, and and this and this is a point that I want to bring up too. Is just the two different philosophies of karate that are introduced in the movie. The screenwriter. Uh, has a huge background in martial arts and did, has done karate for uh, almost his whole life, he said. So he knew a lot of the philosophies behind it. And the actor that plays Kreese said that, you know, he said, I found it interesting that, you know, John Kreese's viewpoint is karate is uh, an offensive sport. 
and Miyagi's style is it's a defensive art. And when you think about it like that, and you just the 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 moves that he first teaches Daniel are they're all defensive moves. It's not about can you, can you throw the punch and get the other guy. That's not that's not what karate is for. And then it goes on to talk about you know it never really. It's all about balance. Yeah. You find the balance not just in karate, but you know, you find the balance in your own life. Yeah, I think, yeah, and and I, you know, my limited studying it, you know, that's exactly what it is. Is and one thing that kept being drilled enough is you know you can teach a monkey to punch and kick, but you know when you learn a martial art, I'd like to see that. Yeah, you 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 learn a martial art. It's it's a way. It's a way of life and all that. And I think that. You know that whole that whole belt system as well. Are you at this belt? Or are you that? It did. It came in with the U.S. when they started trying to market this. Um, but then before, it's just you go and you study, and everyone kind of knows where you're at. And mm-hmm. I and I I believe. I mean, I've heard a little bit. I mean, I know a little bit a little bit more about some of the Korean history and the Korean arts. But usually, what would happen is if some, you know if schools didn't like each other, they go and they shut the school down. I mean, you know, one school would go in and there'd be a fight and then that school would be shut down and now we're going to do it this way, you know, so everyone kind of knows where they stand anyways, you know, but, but you're right, just that, you know, just, the, yeah, using, like you said, the, the offensive weapon, I mean, that, yeah. I can't say it any better, to be a bully. The offensive, the, the offensive sport versus the defensive art. Yeah. Now, you've, you've done martial arts. <laughs> when did you start... When did you start training, studying martial, martial arts? Was it as a kid? Uh, I think I took like you know, sort of like Daniel. I took okay. like one year at a at the uh, Y at the, the y, y kind yeah. of thing, <laughs> and then um, I got real serious and towards the end of college, okay. and I studied it for uh, I don't know about eight years or so. Okay, and then because the- Sharon asked me this question when when the movie was over, and I I didn't get a chance to go look it up. Um, like, did. Did karate and like kung fu and other stuff? Did enrollment in those type of schools like blow up when this movie came out? Because I remember, I remember back when I'm sure because I remember back when Glee came on TV. Mm -hmm. I remember I think uh, Greenwell and um, and Carol were talking about like all of a sudden you had a bunch more kids that were coming out for music Mm -hmm. than had ever done had ever come out before, and it was probably because of this TV show. So that was her question. Said, "Well, did karate enrollment like explode when this movie came out?" I'm like, "Well." I, between this and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it made me, you know, want right. to go do karate, and right. not, not that I did. But and that's where karate became like a household. I was between gyms as a kid. <laughs> it's a household name. It's a household name, and it can mean many different styles or arts or traditions yeah. or his, you know. Right. So, and that's not to say that the looking at it as offensive sport is the wrong interpretation, because like you said, there it means so many different things to so many different people that it's it, the. Two very contrasting ideas of what karate is. Yeah, and that's out there. I mean, there's schools that are out there to teach you how to go and no mercy. They, they encourage, yeah, they encourage you to be bullies. And there's schools strike first, strike hard. Yeah, and then there's schools that are out there that are. There's no fear in this dojo. To make you, what was that? There's no fear in this. Yes, dojo. fear does not exist. Sweep the leg. Yeah, sweep mm-hmm. the leg. There apparently is a really funny music video from some rock band. I watched and the video. Is called Sweep I watched the Leg. About a week ago. Did you? Yeah. It's called Sweep the Leg, and it actually has some of the actors in the music video. Yeah. It's awesome. The other one, not related to this at all, but the other one that I found, and I think I might have texted you this one, um, and I can't say the name of it, 
on air, but um, it's a video from Funny or Die with Ralph Macchio, and it's playing off the idea of how he's such a nice guy, mm-hmm. and he just wants to be, he, like, he can't get any acting jobs because he's too nice, and they're, they're like, they have an intervention for him, and his wife is sitting there, she's like, now please, just seriously, have you ever slept with anyone else? And he looks at her and he goes, no, no one but you, and she's like, oh, this is hopeless. So they're like trying to find ways for him to be a bad boy, and in, in the video he's like, "Fine, I'm, I'm just going to do this." And he starts like trying to drink, but then he keeps spitting it out. And I think the video is called "Wax On, F Off," mm-hmm. and it's this whole funny thing about him like trying to become this horrible person, and he just can't. Yeah, I think like at the end of the video, he's like he's like hugging a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, he just tried. <laughs> and, and he's like, "This is so nice." She's like, "Well, it's still going to be fifty dollars." He's like, "That's fine. It's totally worth it." <laughs> well. And you fell for that kid in that movie, too. Yeah. I mean, and this this was the first time I watched the movie and looked at it more like a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know how it was, you know, for you guys, but, I mean, you look at that and it's just like, my gosh, what happens if that's... Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I remember that, that part of it, moving from somewhere... I mean, when I was a kid, we moved around, I don't know, it seemed like every two or three years. And so that part of it, like, being in a strange place where you have no friends and you don't know, even moving to a different state or different country, it's like... People are different here. This is for him. It's like this is not New Jersey. They do things a little bit different out here in California. And and that I remember as a kid when I would watch this over the course of my life, I would look at that part and be like, okay, I I'm there. I'm right there with him. I totally get what that's like. It's that weird feeling of you have no idea. You're you're totally an outsider here. Ah, get what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also uh, the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Lame. Was, shut up. Weak. You can definitely shut up. <clears throat> We know what your favorite scene in Rocky is. It's the wax on wax off scene. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. You have no room to talk at all. There's no um, place like home. <laughs> and then when he sands the floor, it's even better. Right. And then when you find out it was all a dream. Um, so in this one, and, and this one too, I think the music was, well, especially knowing that it was mm-hmm. Bill Conti music, um, you know, just that, that music that was the same as the Rocky, like that inspirational just the build-up to everything and all the training stuff and the um, and the relationship stuff, too. You know, we talked about the last time with Rocky, we talked about the relationship stuff and how everything was very kind and sweet. And, and just, I love the, and especially I think as an adult now, I love the relationship between Miyagi and Daniel. Oh, absolutely. And just watching okay, that whole piece develop to the point where, and I think one of my favorite scenes, and I never would have said that before, but one of my favorite scenes in the movie, watching it again this time, was when he takes him out there, he's like, second birthday gift, come outside. And they go outside, and he's like, pick one. And he's just like, no, you, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm watching that going... That's awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. like, so it's the, uh, he's, he's like the, his dad. You're, you're the best friend I ever had. Right. Yeah. Isn't that the right. line there? You're, and he says, you're, you're okay, pretty okay, too. You're pretty okay, too. Yeah. You're okay, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm just scared. You know, the tournament and everything. Just... You remember a lesson about the balance? Yeah. A lesson not just karate only. Lesson for whole life. Whole life have a balance. Everything be better. Understand? Yeah, I understand. 
No, so that I mean, and as a kid, that never would have been my favorite scene in the movie. Probably would have been the the fight at the end. But I'm watching that now, and I'm going, you know what? This may be my favorite scene in the whole movie. Just seeing that they started this movie, Total Strangers, and we've reached this point where he's given the kid one of his cars, and he's treating him almost like a son. And mm-hmm. well, just watching watching the character of Daniel, just get it. Mm-hmm. Just it starts to click. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes is when. Uh, when Miyagi is drunk, yeah, and he ends up, you know, he's trying to take care of him, and he puts him to, puts him to bed, and then mm-hmm. as he leaves, he turns around and he bows to him mm-hmm. yeah. before he walks out of the house, yeah. yeah, and then that goes into the montage of him taking ownership of all of his training. Right. At that point, it's up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, and it's 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 a moment that if you're really not watching, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it, mm-hmm. and it'll go past so many times you're just like okay mm-hmm. rough night for Miyagi yeah. but you know when, when you are focused and watching the movie is, it's so difficult to do now because you know we have all phones and iPads and technology that you know every a lot of times when I'm watching a movie I'm playing a game I'm looking right. up something online whatever when even watching these for this podcast, I'm usually sitting there watching the movie, and I've got IMDb on my phone going, oh, what else was this guy in? Yeah. Oh, what's, I recognize this song. Hold on. Who did that song? And I, yeah. yeah. So, I, it, so it, it, when you can take the time to just put the technology aside and just watch the, watch the movie, you pick up on things like that. And it's, just, it's a beautiful moment when he has so much respect for him, and, and it, he shows his respect in the way that would mean the most to yeah. Miyagi. Well, and as a kid, I, you know, until I became a teacher and taught social studies, I never would have picked up on the scene where he talks about how his wife, his pregnant wife, was at Manzanar. Mm-hmm. And I, as a kid, totally missed that. Never would have known what that was. And I'm watching this time going, oh, I never picked up on Like, I never picked up that his family was in an internment camp. Yeah. And, and they killed. don't, and they don't make, right, and they don't make a big deal out of it. They don't. You know, that's not a focus of the movie, but that's just, you get that little layer of backstory on, you know, he, while he was serving his country, this was going on with his family. Yeah, never picked on that, uh, picked on, picked that up as a kid, but. And we never, we, we never find out what happens to Daniel's dad or what happened. Like, no, yeah, yeah. we don't know why there's no father figure. And you almost don't need to know why. Mm-hmm. What you know is that there is no father figure and. You know, he's at the point where he needs that kind of guidance. Um, and just so, again, that relationship then that builds and that... The well, heart back to the heart thing of the movie. And, mm-hmm. yeah, characters are developed. You care about them. Anytime a movie can do that, it's going to usually work. If you don't care about characters, it, you yeah. care less of what happens to them, it's not going to work. The movie can be geniusly written, but if you don't develop it... And you have to have the right people playing the parts. So it's not only just the words on the paper, it's actually the people. And they just got it right. I think all the characters down, even Elizabeth Shue and everything. I mean, it was just all, like that old dating thing was cute, well, too. And, and some else Allie I, with an I, <laughs> Daniel with an L. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some else I didn't pick up on until after I watched an interview with um, the guy that plays Johnny. And he's talking about, like, when, uh, you know, because... Johnny's in the same position where Johnny's looking for that figure and he finds it increase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's at the tournament when all of a sudden, like, he starts, he's, he said in the interview, it's like seeing him take the mask off and the evilness that's really behind, you know, that's underneath. And, you know, he's telling him, like, finish him, like, no mercy. Do you have a problem with that, Mr. Lawrence? 
you know, like, and just the look that he has on his face, it's like he's staring like, this, you, you really want me to kill this guy? Like, there's what a, is going on? There's here? a video that I found, and I saw it going around a few weeks ago, but I, I didn't look at it because I knew it was going to be a while until we got to Karate Kid. But there's a video going around, and they're kind of, they're playing it as a joke. But some of it, if you look at it, it's the video is um, that Daniel LaRusso is the real villain of the Karate Kid. I don't know if you, you guys seen that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the video, it, it starts off sounding like it's serious, and then it quickly goes into a, you know, it, it's more of like a, a parody or a spoof of the whole thing uh, on how Daniel is the real aggressor in this whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one that keeps picking fights, and he's the one that dumps water on the kid in the bathroom stall, you know, unprovoked. And um, But the way it starts off, it points out, it says, well, well, here, here's the first clip of the first time you see Johnny. He's on his motorcycle with his friends, and he's saying, you know, Senior year, I'm gonna, you know, I just turned 18. Senior year, this is the year I'm gonna turn it all around. I'm gonna do it right. I got one year to do it right, and I'm listening to that, going, okay, so maybe this kid is not the evil villain that when I watch this as a kid, I'm looking at him, and going, what a jerk! Like this guy's absolute jerk. There's nothing redeeming about him. But then when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I know they're playing it as a joke, but let me go back and watch this part again. And just that line, he's talking about, you know, I got to turn it around. So I'm like, okay, well then. Like you said, he's looking for something and he's found it within the Cobra Kai dojo, but I don't think that's what he was looking for. Like mm-hmm. He's somehow looking to turn around his life and he broke up with Allie for some reason. and She broke he's up trying with to get, him. She broke up with him. She broke he's, up. He he's did. trying to get, right. And he's trying to get himself turned around. So maybe there's a little something to him not being such a jerk, even though he spends the entire middle part of the movie being a total jerk. Until the very end. That was the only thing. That, well, and that was the only thing that that I caught as an adult watching this. That it just kind of caught me as being too fast. Yeah. That it was. It was the. the you're all right. You're all right. All of a sudden, he's handing him the trophy. I'm like, no, mm-mm, too quick. Yeah. It might be a nod at school the next year, just like a you know we'll leave right. him alone or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you know, I respect. <laughs> Respect, but not like right there after he's just got kicked in the face. <laughs> you just kicked me in the face. Right, <laughs> you're all right. Rizzo. Or, or he uh, and, he respects him on on the karate level and the right. karate world, which is really the only world that uh, that Johnny seems to know. Well, but at the same time, too, you just said that there was that moment where he looks at the the mask comes off and he looks at the the crease and he sees him for what he is, but he's still at that point as a kid he doesn't know what to do because right. mm-hmm. he's there. He's not man enough to say no. I'm not going to do this. No, I'm going to you know. Right. So he goes and he does it. So he's feeling guilty about it. So immediately when it's over, I could see the writing on it. Maybe the editing, like you said, it happened. Mm-hmm. Something about it that's just too quick. Yeah. And because it's too quick, it makes it seem awkward. Mm-hmm. But I understand that. The character and the way you just said he had this part of him that was a possibly good part, looking for the right person. During the tournament, he realizes he does not have the right person in his life as that father figure or whatever. He can transform in that thing and just got humbled by this kid and, and what the kid did. And it's like uh, this is the this is the jerk. Mm-hmm. Russo's not the jerk, dude. You're all right. I, I could see the transformation happening realistically. With that character, I just like again the editing of it or yeah. something seemed too quick. Like here's the trophy, here's it. And so it's the way it's played, but the actual like right. the actual action being in the part of the story, I could see happening. Right. It's just right. the way it's it was just played out. And again, and it might right. be the editing. Well, and that's and that's something. And, and so maybe that's maybe that's the director. 
Um, that's something that I've always felt with some of the Rocky movies was it ends with it like, ends like, like it ends like that freeze frame yeah. in the ring. He's, he's yeah. won. Boom. Credits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, there's, whoa, no, there's no epilogue. There's, there's, no, right. there's, no, there's no unraveling of no, everything. There's no, yeah. none of that. And I think this one is the same and it just it's just too fast. What I would maybe want to see is him, you know, he's won, everybody's picking him up, and then maybe things kind of die down a little bit. Well, and, and Johnny walks up and goes, hey, you're all right. Does it make you... I always wondered if if they knew that as well, because in Karate Kid 2, one of my favorite scenes of the whole Karate Kid thing is the part when they walk out, and there's a the part with the car, and it's... Yeah. yeah. That part is awesome. It's like when I can watch that part every time. Because originally time. that was going to be the end. And that should have... And they played it off, and they play it, like, and then when you start 2, they go through right. the tournament, like the end of the tournament, and they have... You see the whole ending, and then it carries over. Come on, that's not fair. I got second place. Second place. Second place is no place. They're off the team. That sucks. I did my best. What did you say? I said I did my best. You're nothing. You lost. You're a loser. No, you're the loser, man. Oh, I'm the loser, huh? Yeah. Now who's a loser? You know, you're really sick, man. Hey. Hey, come on. Uh, hey. Don't. Don't. How does second place feel now, huh? Come on, he can't breathe. Mind your business. You're going to kill him. Sensei, please. You're hurting him. He's sorry, okay? He really is. <laughs> Let him go. Yeah, just feel like he's right. Let him go. I say, let him go. Beat it, Slope, or you're next. face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. It would have been so much almost natural had they just finished it out mm -hmm. after it instead of finishing it the way they did in there. It's almost like they wanted to have that ending, but they didn't. And that's the moment where maybe Johnny should have Said, you know, to Russo, to, to, hey, you're all right. Like yeah. after the inter interchange with Miyagi and stuff, and he, and he could have, they could, and then he could have walked off. There could have been that. It almost seems like they maybe wanted to do that, but didn't do it in the original, so they start off the second one like that. It's, you know. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up the, like, the way that they end the Rocky movies, like in the ring, and he's yeah. like, hey, Victor! Boom. Yeah. Karate Kid ends with the freeze frame on Miyagi. Well, that's what it, yeah. it, it doesn't end with the freeze frame on uh, Daniel Russo in the middle right. of the ring. It's, yeah. it's a freeze frame of Miyagi just sort of sitting, almost looking like a part of him is just fulfilled. Right. 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 Like, right. okay, now things are good for me. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it just kind of plays on the relationship between Daniel and mm -hmm. Miyagi, and that Daniel was always looking, or, you know, needed that father figure, and then you find out that Miyagi had a wife and a kid mm -hmm. that were killed. Yeah, so, so maybe he's this, so, so he's he's also been struggling, maybe trying to find that family link for himself. So I think it's it's it goes both ways there for them, and um, you know it's it's more, almost maybe more of a movie about Miyagi than it is mm -hmm. just Daniel. Favorite quote? Well, I was, yeah, was going to ask you guys about favorite quotes real quick before we get to favorite quotes. Um, I was going to say I stumbled upon a set of videos on YouTube that is called the rehearsal cut. Did any of you guys see this? No. no. On YouTube, there's a five-part playlist, 
and it is a complete rehearsal of the movie. Like somebody who's walking around with a, with a camcorder, and they're running through all their lines. Like somebody's off to the side holding a script, and they're running through their lines, and they're just like standing around on the set, and like walking around in different. It's not. It's not the real movie. It's not like deleted scenes from the movie. It's just them, one of their script run-throughs. But they're all, you know, they're all dressed and they're all kind of in character, or maybe not. They're they're not in their costumes, but they're walking around. They're, you know, there's a scene where Miyagi's supposed to be hammering something, and so he's just like sitting there next to a board, and he's going whack. Whack, whack, there's no hammer in his hand. Then he's just sitting there pretend to hammer something because that's what the script says. Hmm. Send us the... Yeah, I'll send it to you. But there's a, it's a whole five parts. So it's the entire movie, and there's some scenes that never made it to the final movie. Um, some stuff that was cut out, some stuff that was changed up slightly when they did actually film it. Um, so I'll send it to you guys. If anybody listening to the podcast wants to look for it, it's on YouTube. It's called The Karate Kid 1983 Rehearsal Movie, and it is broken up into about five parts. So if you're looking for it, that's what it's called. All right, favorite quotes. The one I use the most is, Get him a body bag! (laughs) (laughs) They get in the bag. Yeah, that guy, Get him a body bag! Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Come back to me, I don't know, I can't think of one. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Does Miyagi say that? Yeah, he does, he says, Come on back. come, Come back to me. Uh, let me let me think. Okay. I, don't, I can't. Th- I can't. Go not ahead. not bonsai. Bonsai. <laughs> bonsai. Well, I, uh, it, it's probably would have to be the uh, you're, you're the best friend I ever had, mm-hmm. and then the the follow up of you're 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 okay too. You're mm-hmm. okay too. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't know. It, it, it's such a great moment. It's a great line. Um. And then, like a lot of what Miyagi says, when you're you think it's going to be some sort of, sort of deep and introspective mm-hmm. response about something, and he just drops some one liner, you're like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" Like you know, the thing about the belt, yeah. Or when you know starts talking about um, balance and like, oh, and he knocks him off the boat, and you know, you're all wet behind, the, but yeah. uh, you're all wet behind <laughs> the ears, mm-hmm. you know, just stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. Or the, what was the line? Young, young bee need. Yeah, I'm not by myself. I'm with you to make honey. Young bee need young flower. Yeah, not old prune. Or the whole grape metaphor. <sighs> karate yes, karate no, karate. I forget how he says. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be. Yeah, you know. You come to me, you're all. In. I think that would probably. Yeah, be it's like you, you're going to study with me. It's all in. Yeah. Otherwise, get out. Other, there's no. Try not. Do or no. do not. Yeah. There you go. I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's the best line in the movie. <laughs> you must <laughs> unlearn you you what you have learned. Yeah. What you have learned. <laughs> so you like the wax on I have gone on scene. record as saying what my favorite scene is, <laughs> so y'all can shut up. Yes. <laughs> what scene was that? Yeah. I don't remember. That's okay. <laughs> There's also the you too much TV. Yeah. yeah. There's always that one. Yeah. What was that? There's. It's the one where he's, he comes into the... Why is that guy kneeling down over there? What, like, when he's coming to the big tournament, he's like, something first time for me. Mm-hmm. Like, first yeah, time you, first oh, time yeah. me. It's like, I thought you would know things about this. Like, no, first time for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, first time you, first time for me. It's set up kind of the whole thing of like, you think there's going to be some wise thing about the, like, yeah. what to do. It. And then there's another one where he says something like, uh, don't get hit. Don't get hit, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> don't get hit. Don't you any advice for me? I don't fight for... I've never fought for points. I've always fought for my life. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I do like the part where they're trying to get the girlfriend in, and it's like, no, 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 it's oh. only, it's only, it's well, only coaches and and competitors, and it's like, well, I, this is this is my coach. I can't understand a word he says, so she's his his translator, and she's she's doing the whole thing back and forth, and then finally the guy says, all right, fine, he you my, he reminds you, he reminds you of his uncle yeah. for, or his whatever from yeah. Tokyo or like, something like oh, that. Oh, thank you. And he's like, you're oh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I guess it's all right. Yeah. Okay. You thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. welcome. And then the camera quickly pans away, but you can see that. Uh, Allie and and the the security guy just look at each other. Camera moves <laughs> yeah, on. It was cool. like, oh, I want to see what the follow up to that was. Yeah. yeah, that was it. That was a great shot too because it started yeah. low and then all of a sudden uh, pans high and pulls back and you see all the different uh, all the different uh, fights going on as yeah. they're going through the tournament before Daniel has to. Uh, Fight by I tried it. I tried it. You know what? I Whenever do. I'm hurt, I actually like in my room by my. I will well, try. Well, I think that's just to warm up, warm up your hands. Well, so see, that that's freezing. Must warm hands. And that's and that's the funny thing is that when the when the kids are cold, if we're like in a building somewhere and the air conditioning's up high and they're cold, I'm like, hey, you know what? I know a way to help you get warm. And so I do that, and I warm up. I rub my hands together, get it really warm, and I'll put them on their arm or I'll put it on their leg or something, and then they're just like, oh, it's like having a heater in your hands. I'm like, yep, that's right. So we were watching this last night, and Sharon goes, is that where you learned how to do that? <laughs> and I'm thinking about it going, yeah. I think you should I stop watching the party once in, yeah, on the way out. Does Karate Kid hold up now 30 years later? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, totally. No, better, than the, better than the the new version. Yes, yeah. kids, have, kids today. Oh, I've asked yeah. kids in class. That new kids thing. today who have seen the new one versus the old one love the old I, one. I started like to watch one. the new one and I switched it off and I went back to go watch the old one. My kids, yeah. I mean, all the kids I've done sir, like I've asked kids in here about that because I'll like make some Karate Kid reference somewhere in here about you know whatever. Well, even in the notes, I mean, Ebert of all the other movies that we've four looked at here, four. I don't know that he's given a four I, anything, yeah, I don't know and he gave this one a four out of four. Well, what 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 do you think? Like, I mean, you don't have to deal with technology. There's no like like you know special effects here that happen. It's a story. It could happen then. It could happen now. It's, 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 it had it's all the right actors. You and need the right to have characters the, the right and everything characters and the heart. Yeah. So how can you? I think those type of stories are gonna hold up because there's nothing you can really go back and go. Here's what it needs. Well, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be. Why they made the remake is beyond me. I thought. Why would you even remake that? And they even because Hollywood. Movie. Yeah. But I, mean, I know, and I understand it. But I'm like, I still don't get why they would pick. Because because why do you pick? You pick a two out of four star movie and try to remake it and make it better. You don't right. make a four out of four. Yeah. And say, how are we going to make this better? Like, does it, where's your room to make that the better? Themes. I mean, there's always going to be bullies. There's always going to be that. There's always going to be that time when you're all, you know, a minute. It, it was, and I, it, the part that really stood out was like, oh my gosh, it hurt. His man, he was he, when he was kicked down in the sand, and he yeah. was just sitting there, and it was like everybody walked away. I know yeah. for the first time I watched it this morning, the first time that I noticed, like everybody abandons him on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. His new group of buddies that that yeah. brought him to the beach in the first place. Yeah. And he, all of a sudden, he's just there by himself, and that just kind of sets the tone for his mindset. But I think you also kind of have to throw props at the character of Allie, mm-hmm. who is willing to look past all of the the stereotypes, and um, you know, even her folks are, are aren't happy with her choice right, because right. he's from uh, or lives in Reseda and yeah. he doesn't live in the hills. Um, but she sticks with him, and, and she's patient enough to let him come to the realization that it doesn't, you know, all that other crap doesn't matter. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for The Karate Kid. Um, again, if you want to go look for that uh, rehearsal movie, it's on YouTube. It's called The Karate Kid 1983 Rehearsal Movie. Um, maybe I can throw the URL in our show notes so you can take a look for that. And I'll probably tweet it out at some point, too, from our Twitter account, which is at 30 Podcasts. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30 Podcast. Um, and I think that's going to do it for Karate Kid. So join us back next week when we get a clue. See you then.